In the day's other headlines, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer made a surprise visit to Ukraine to reaffirm America's support for the war effort. The trip came as a $60 billion bipartisan aid bill for Ukraine remained stalled in the House after passing in the Senate. Schumer was joined by four other Democratic senators. They met with President Volodymyr Zelensky and U.S. Embassy staff in Lviv. In the Middle East, Palestinian leaders are rejecting Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's proposed post-war plan for Gaza. Presented late yesterday, it seeks open-ended control over security and civilian affairs in the Strip. In the meantime, officials in Gaza say IDF airstrikes have killed at least 100 Palestinians since yesterday. A survivor described one horrifying overnight attack in Rafah. We were sleeping. We woke up to the sound of the bombardment. We rushed to find the remains of people scattered in the streets, smoke and gunpowder. It was terrifying. The homes shook. We stayed at the hospital until the morning. Meanwhile, U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken condemned the expansion of Israeli settlements within Palestinian territories. His comments marked a return to a stance the U.S. has held for decades, but had shifted under the Trump administration. New settlements are counterproductive to reaching an enduring peace. Uh, they're also inconsistent with international law. Uh, our administration maintains a firm opposition to settlement expansion, and in our judgment, this only weakens, doesn't strengthen Israel's security. Also today, the U.S. military said they destroyed several Houthi attack drones and anti-ship cruise missiles in the Red Sea and Yemen. They say they posed an imminent threat to commercial vessels and U.S. naval ships. Back in this country, Alabama Governor Kay Ivey says she will support legislation to protect in vitro fertilization treatment in the wake of her state's controversial Supreme Court ruling. Last week's decision maintained that frozen embryos could be considered children under state law. Several clinics have since paused their treatments. The state's attorney general also said he does not intend to prosecute IVF providers or families. A jury in New York has found that the National Rifle Association mismanaged its finances and engaged in lavish spending. It also said that the group's former leader, Wayne LaPierre, violated his duties and cost the NRA more than $5 million. A new report from the UN's Human Rights Office is warning that sexual violence committed during the ongoing conflict in Sudan may amount to war crimes. It cites at least 118 cases of rape or other forms of sexual violence over an eight-month period. The UN says at least 19 of the victims were children. The turmoil began last April when clashes broke out between rival forces in Khartoum. The U.S. and South Korea staged a show of joint military strength today over the Korean Peninsula. It was an apparent response to North Korea's spate of weapons tests. Advanced F-35A fighter jets, many deployed by the U.S., maneuvered through the sky for missile interception drills. The North has launched six rounds of missile tests so far this year. In Kenya, a state funeral was held today for world marathon record holder Kelvin Kiptum. Hundreds of mourners turned out for the 24-year-old burial near his hometown, including Kenyan President William Ruto. Kiptum died in a car crash earlier this month. He broke the world marathon record last October at the Chicago Marathon, running it in just two hours and 35 seconds. 
and trading was light on Wall Street today. The Dow Jones Industrial Average gained 62 points to close at 39,131, a new record. The Nasdaq fell 45 points and the S&P 500 added two. Still to come on the news hour, a look at the dangers of parents promoting their children's content on social media. The Biden campaign works to regain the support of disillusioned Democratic voters. David Brooks and Jonathan Capehart weigh in on the week's political headlines, plus much more. This is the PBS NewsHour from WETA Studios in Washington and in the West from the Walter Cronkite School of Journalism at Arizona State University.